What's the deal? What's the deal, man? We back again after a little hiatus, man. You know, I had to tie it down, man. Married, man. Now got the got the wedding ring, man. Had to go through and handle that business. You know, happy wife, happy life. We still up here at Riverside Studios, man, getting it in. Located in Riverside, California, man. The home of politics and broadcasting. We got a lot of new shit coming, man. We just inked the deal, man. We're official affiliate marketer of Reebok, man. We got a lot of new shit coming, man, as far as collaborating with Reebok and hitting y'all with the new merch, man, the new drops. You know, everything that Reebok got coming out, man. You know, they just dropped the, uh, them Cardi B's. Cardi B got a collaboration with Reebok. Those sold out, you know, almost instantly. So if you ain't checked out Cardi B, man, check out Cardi B Reeboks, man. Them shit's hard. We've been gone for like, I would say like a month. You know what I'm saying? Going through all type of shit, man. You know, COVID it's going crazy. You know, family. I got married, honeymoon. You know, now now we about to get back to it, man. So the grind don't stop. Finna bring in the homies, man. We finna politic, you know, like we usually do. What's the deal, fools? Yo, yo, what's up? I ain't seen y'all fools in a minute. Y'all just it, don't got no beard. Right. What's going beard. on here? Alvin Alvin and turned into hoodie hoodie Alvin. Uh, hoodie mayor, maybe uh, hoodie mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Not at mellow in LA. He ain't he can't take off a hoodie. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know it. You know it. Hey, and I got the braids. And I got the braids somewhere up underneath there. And you know he yeah, really doing it because it's it's I know right now in the AV it's a hundred and something degrees out there. Oh, <laughs> wow! My house, For real, my, it's, my it's house, literally is the desert. Facts. Yes, sir. So how y'all brothers been, man? What y'all been on? Been good, bro. Oh, happy belated birthday! You know I didn't find out we had the same birthday until it hit. So happy belated birthday! <laughs> that shit was crazy, like, bro. Thank you, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, happy belated to my nigga Ronnie too. Oh, happy, oh, happy Ronnie. birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! We got a, we got a lot of Leos around here, man. That's what Leo. Leo. Yeah. Leo yes, Powell, sir. Baby. So, so I know y'all heard about this, man, but uh, some unreleased photos of Kobe Bryant that's gonna be sold as NFTs. Now, NFTs are non fungible tokens and what that is is basically a digital artifact that reflects like a like a real world asset such as like a piece of art so there is digital art is basically what nfts are you've seen um tory lanes sold his album as an nft for a dollar and he sold a million of them in like 10 minutes and, and and changed the game and his album went platinum selling nfts so what 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 is your thoughts on these unreleased mamba footage and how much you think that these nfts gonna go for man because the untimely death of kobe man is it, crazy but it, it's, it's still 
they need they need to donate these these pictures to Vanessa Bryan and, and her family and let them sell it. You know, I don't like the, the, the thought of somebody cashing in on Kobe's death, man. What y'all think about that? Well, you know, I tried to I'm trying to level up since this is a new year, so I did my research. I googled it. They showed like I forgot how many pictures it was. None of them were game uh, none of them were game photos. There was actually like a, a like a spread of like pictures of him with a sweater on and like different type of hats. It was something it was stuff that I've never seen as far as like him trying to be GQ smooth. And then in the in the auction it showed that they actually are giving hundred percent of the proceeds back to the Mamba Mamacita um, foundation. So that to me I guess is cool. I don't know why they're trying to go with the NFT instead of just going traditional auction. I think that has something to do with like the change with cryptocurrency and just like the way the world's going. So um, I'm pretty sure if it's something that Vanessa could, if it was something Vanessa could stop, I'm sure she would stop regardless where the money's going, but it must be something more to it. I think this might be um, that next step that we would have seen Kobe being a part of, not the whole pictures, but just the NFTs in general, since Tory Lane, like he really did cash out, like never heard of nothing like this before. What's the deal, fool? I, I think yeah, right. being, being, you know what I'm saying, such a, a Kobe Bryant fan, a Southern California kid out of, you know, 30 minutes out, out of Los Angeles, you know what I'm saying? It, it's a real sensitive topic anytime we're going to speak about Kobe and his untimely death, unfortunately. It shook us in in, in, in a various ways, man, across the globe, you know, not just in basketball. So. You know, um, after what, what Brother Alvin said, you know what I'm saying? Like, as long as, um, you know, Vanessa and the family is fine with it, um, who, who am I to, you know, have any complaints or reservations about anything that's going on? I'm Like he said, I'm sure Vanessa could have stopped it or she could have had anything to do with it to, you know, stop it from going there. I think uh, she would have. And as far as the NFTs, you know, it, the, the, the proceedings are going to the Mamba Foundation. So... You know, it's a good thing. You know, Tory Lane's changing the game by by stepping up and, and making that move. You know, a lot of uh, rappers and, and creators are going to be doing stuff like that to get a, a a leg up on the on the rest of the world. So, you know, um, I definitely don't have a problem with it as long as the proceedings are, are going to the right place. You know, um, I'm, I know the mamas aren't hurting. You know, for money, that's not what it's about. But like Caitlin said, I, I just don't. I try to stay away from it. You even having a clothing brand, you know, I'm not, I chose not to try to sell anything with Kobe on it just so I won't feel like I'm trying to capitalize. Like, I think, you know, to capitalize off of a man's death like that is just, I think it's just doing too much. So, you know, as long as the, the Mambas are involved and they're aware of everything, I'm fine with it. What's your thoughts, yeah? Tap in with us. Nah, I, I, I feel the same way. Uh, really, for me, what it really shows is like me doing that for myself, creating the legacy for myself. Um, and that's one thing I think Kobe, even in his death, is showing a lot of young brothers like ourselves of, you know, even when he's gone, he's still taking care of his family, you know. And the work that he put in is 
is going to be forever ingrained. And long as the proceeds go back to his family and Vanessa's cool with it, um, my opinion on it really don't matter. Long as she she signed off on it and she's with it, it's going to do good anyway. I mean, you've seen what his shoes did uh, after his death and everything of that nature. And I think he's not even going to be with Nike anymore. So, yeah, I, I, I it just shows the the impact of what he did, not only for uh, California and the city of L.A. and everything like that, but just the impact of the work he put in outside of that impact. So as long as the person is not really trying to cash in on it, it's all good in my book. I feel it. I feel it, man. So I I didn't know that it wasn't on court or, or in-game footage. I thought it would be like some like rare locker room footage or some rare photos of uh, in-game photos but for them to be like a clothing band or for them to be more personal photos it does change the narrative of, of the story and that and the fact that they're giving it away to to the mamba foundation it, you know what i'm saying let's let's make sure that this is profitable i don't know what you're going to do with the nft after because whoever buys it you know, let's see what they do, but they're definitely gonna buy it to profit off of the man's death. So, definitely. you know, it, it is what it is, man. You know, it's a yin and a yang. It's, I won't even lie to you, Caleb. Until you yeah. sent the topics, I had no idea any of this was happening. And when you go on Google and you search it up, it actually allows you to jump directly into the auction. So you can see how much each picture is currently being auctioned off for. And then um, also it kind of gives you like this vibe that maybe this could open up to an additional documentary, like, or maybe um, other people's input on Kobe's impact on their life. Because as soon as he's passed, all we did was we jumped directly into all the different NBA players that were affected by him. Then it's transpired into like the WNBA, the, you know, the women's college players, and then just girls basketball in general. So if you think about it, all, you know, by the time 2022 hits, it'll be two years. It'll give another six months of time for people to kind of like, not necessarily ever forget, but kind of like not see it coming, so to speak, like leave it on the back burner. And then you're going to have something else come out. But maybe it could even be Vanessa Bryant, to be honest with you, because she hasn't spoken up or said anything. Like since y'all said, uh, after the whole ending of the Nike contract, we haven't heard her or any talks about another Kobe Bryant shoe. Adidas was talking about retroing one of his older shoes before he went to Nike, but there's really no talk about Kobe except he was a legend. We're all sad that he's gone and, you know, trying to pay homage in ways that he would respect. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that makes four Leos up in this thing that we're talking about. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Like so his birthday, sense. I think he turned forty-three a couple days ago. Probably the worker. <laughs> so, so we got to get on to the other goat, man, LeBron James. So, oh. Clutch Sports, Clutch Sports has been in the news probably for the last five years, as far as Rich Paul being the whiz kid that you know LeBron's homie that then went and, and became this uh, savant agent overnight 
They even got the Rich Paul rule where the colleges, the NCAA, tried to make you have a degree so that you can you can um, to scout the NCAA or the or the college talent to try to block them out of getting uh, new talent straight out of college. So there's been a lot of talk about clutch sports. You know, Anthony Davis this is a clutch sport talent. You know, LeBron James, you already know, is a clutch sport talent. So Nerland's Oil of the New York Knicks, he's suing clutch sports for $58 million, stating that it's a breach of contract because Rich Paul wasn't answering phone calls and advised him against re-signing with uh what was it sacramento dallas no dallas was it dallas? dallas mark cuban was ready to sign yeah and he and advises against the re-signing and he said that without fielding the other offers from the other teams and without re-signing that deal he lost a, a over 58 million dollars in his suing clutch sports for <laughs> damages what are your thoughts on Nerland's Noel, do you think that is valid? New York, you think that, man. That the, the Wonder York. Boy, Rich Paul, he didn't get it done. I'm about first of all, first of all, let's get this right, Mr. Noel. You played with my boy D Rose, but let's get this right. Rich Paul wasn't even your agent, bro. And when he was your agent, at the end of the day, you are the player. You're the one that says if you're going to take a deal or not. Your agent just goes on on the behalf of you. So you're the dumb one. I guess you're the original Dennis Schroeder or whatever his name is, where you had a good contract and you decided to bet on yourself. And now you up in the league for pretty much the veteran minimum. But New York is giving you a little extra for what you did for them the last year. But it's your fault. It's not your agent fault. And at the time, I what I seen, Paul wasn't even even your even your agent. You only suing him because he's suing you first for two thousand for two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. So you're doing like a counter suit just because he sued you first. New York stand-up. <laughs> I mean, the, it, it's ironic that it's coming out now. I guess it's the uh, the first he did what what he did was what uh, I guess Dennis Schroeder did with the Lakers. But like, he had the opportunity to sit down and take deals with Mark Cuban himself. Mark Cuban was ready to pay him right off top, like he was ready to cut the check. He was too busy worrying about being a superstar and have Rich Paul do his deals for him and talk to the different people and contacts. So that way he can look like he's maneuvering in a different level. I mean, no disrespect to anybody in the NBA. I love basketball. I know that 400, you know, spots are, are filled by people who have dedicated their entire life to the NBA, but let's not forget that Noel had, I think if I'm not mistaken, he was off for like a whole year off of an injury. He's like working his way back into rotations on different teams and having you know potential is one thing but like 58 million is a lot of money man no no disrespect i don't think he was worth it so if he didn't jump on that as soon as it was offered that's his own fault and then he came into the league injured 
Exactly. And then how do you turn around? <laughs> now you turn around and then try to sue your now, I guess, or you just try to sue Rich Paul for what you could have gotten. It's like, I, you didn't hold me down, so I want you to pay me back what they weren't ever going to pay me. Like, he, his contract isn't for $58 million, so why would you get the money from me when that money would have been for you to do your services on the court? So... I don't know. It's like it's not even a big bank take little bank. It's almost like common sense isn't common anymore. You should have just sat down, talked to the boss, inked the deal and moved on, especially if Rich Paul wasn't even your your um, your agent at the time. I'm calling cash. Here you <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling cash. OK, first of all. Who the. I really forgot this dude was playing. Like, he's like Wasn't the, he a Kentucky product. Wasn't yeah, Kentucky? he's like the modern day Sean Bradley. I remember when they were when he first came into the L. You know what I'm saying? They was like, it was around a time who was it was another big man that came in and they were like talking about those two. I forgot who it was at the time, but he never panned out. You know what I'm saying? He turned into a big body that could take up space, grab a couple boards. You know, score about eight points, you know, pretty much useless by NBA standards. So $58 million in damages, if you don't fucking stop, like, who are you trying to play with? Rich Paul, I'm not a biggest LeBron James fan on the court. But off the court, LeBron James has done so much. He's built an empire off the court. He put his hood on. He put his best friend on. Rich Paul has taken over, and he has a lot of respect around the league. So if we were to hear seven or eight different stories like this from other players, it might have some validity. But, bro, Rich Paul has a great reputation on how he do business, and he's been getting a lot of motherfuckers paid. Let's keep it 100. So for you to sit up here and come out talking about he owe you 58 million. Motherfucker, you ain't worth $58 million. Even in this new inflated NBA market, you're not worth $58 million. You're just like, what's his name? Uh, that was old boy that played this. Was it Schroeder? Yeah. What's Schroeder. Yeah. You, Schroeder. Yeah. He asked for 100 mil. He you're asked for 100 mil. mil. You're Trip. worth it. Like, you don't have no value. So if you don't go somewhere with that, like, I'm calling Cap. He don't owe you shit. Step your game up and so you can get some of this new NBA money. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. Oh, He's trying to do. He tried to do, I mean, he tried to take the same path as my boy D Rose. You know, my boy D Rose got injured, right? And then he had to come back into the lead and prove himself. And so then the Knicks paid him the money and other teams were going to pay him the same same money. But D Rose came back and he proved that he still got some game. Noel, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. Bum. Matter of fact, in the playoffs for the New York Knicks, you got injured. You were injured. <laughs> you were injured. You've been injured since you came in the NBA. I know they say my boy D Rose gets injured a lot, but damn it, Noel, come on now. Um, you guys do know just to add to it real quick for you, Caleb. He was drafted in 2013, so you know who was in that draft class: KCP, uh, Ben McLemore. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was a year before Giannis. You know what I mean? Like there was some there was some hitters that have you know have peaked and fell off already. So for him to be asking for that much money and he doesn't even have anything to stand on, right? It's like you really pre Madonna right now. 
Uh, he's an end-of-the-rotation guy, especially if you look at the Knicks' moves on the offseason. He's going to yeah. maybe get six to ten minutes a game. So your chances of ever getting this, that big contract is over. You're probably going to be out the league in the next two years. Well, you really want to I mean reality. So you trying to get your money out of Rich Paul because your career is on the tail end? That that's ugly, man. You looking real stupid right now. Especially, <laughs> based especially for fifty eight million. Upon, you know, Rich Paul wants two two thousand Rich Paul just wants two thousand dollars that he owes Rich Paul two thousand dollars. And so he's just counter suing him. For fifty eight million. <laughs> yeah, for fifty eight million. The the petty wars be real, man. Judge Judge Joe Brown for real. So Jason Kidd inked the deal to be the new coach of the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks. And now he's bringing on his buddy, Jared Dudley. Now, Jason Kidd was just the assistant coach of the Lakers for the last two years. And now when he's moving on to Dallas, he just signed on Jared Dudley. So Jared Dudley is retiring from the NBA and joining Jason Kidd's staff as an assistant coach. Alvin, the resident Laker. How do you feel? How do you feel about your biggest cheerleader being gone off the bench? There's no one there to hold LeBron's nuts no more. So how are you guys gonna deal with this? Are you guys gonna sign somebody else to hold LeBron's nuts or what's gonna happen? Well, first of all. You you know, we've been talking about this for over a year. When Jared Dudley came to the Lakers and then re-signed with the Lakers, I was pissed the fuck off because Melo was supposed to take that slot because he took the vet minimum and so did Melo. But um, Jared Dudley, I feel like he was, you know, he's like a Udonis Haslam. You know, he's a vet. He has great knowledge of the game. He's able to instill the right type of confidence in the rookies or the, you know, just the underclassmen, so to speak. Um, LeBron needs people around him that's going to keep his uh, morale up, keep his confidence up. Not that he needs it, like he's not like already, you know, who he is as far as in history. But within the lines, I think he's somebody that really uh, helps him stay locked in as far as like when he comes to the bench, he's like telling everybody pay attention. He claps to make sure, you know. Uh, he keeps his energy up. Like, I watched it. I'm not going to lie. Like, LeBron, if he takes the clipboard, he's like, all right, look, guys, we're going to do this, this, this. Jared Dudley's like, hey, y'all pay attention. Turn around. Look, you hear what he's saying. Professional so, nut holder. No, Bob. but see what it is. No, look, what it is was everybody knew Jared Dudley was done like two, three, maybe four years ago when he was with Phoenix and with <laughs> and when he was with Brooklyn. Forget you, y'all. That's why, that's why, you know, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. So, uh. Him going to Dallas on the, on the like my Laker Nation love, I'm actually kind of pissed off because I would have rather Jason Kidd stay with Dow, uh, stay with the Lakers and take Frank Vogel's spot, and then we could have just turned around and put Jared Dudley on our own bench. But I mean, you know, it's nice to see him stay within the game. I feel like there's other. I, I feel like there's other coaches that are better skilled than him that could be on the bench to help any team be better. But, um, yeah, I mean, this guy, yeah, though, he's really trying to throw off my, my whole entire rant about anything at all. <laughs> I can't do this shit. This dude is stupid. 
I was trying so hard. I was trying so hard. I was looking at my, I was looking at my face on the screen and not looking at anything else. But no, for real. Like Jared Dudley, much respect to him to get another job. But no, I don't. I don't believe he deserves an assistant head coaching a head coaching position. Matter of fact, I'll keep it a buck with you. Wow. Um, I honestly think Becky Hammond or Becky uh, Becky from from San Antonio Spurs. She deserved to be higher up on a coaching um, staffing or on a coaching staff before Jared Dudley goes from retirement onto the bench. Man. Yeah. I can't stand you. Just FYI. Just like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I I needed that laugh, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you muting it too, Ronnie, because you was holding that together, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That shit was funny, bro. Oh my gosh. Man. The way you cut away to it every time, like different pose for real. It's like, bro, I don't understand this. Like, Jared Dudley reminds me of Luke Walton. He's, oh, been, facts. He's, been, he's been robbing the league for the last six years. I don't know how he's on an NBA roster. But he's black, though, so you can't, you can't compare him to Luke Walton. <laughs> Luke Walton was actually better than Jared Dudley. He's a better player than – Jared Dudley is the biggest bum on earth. Like, that dude is so damn sorry. Like – like y'all was just playing. All, all he is was has been a cheerleader. He's been a glorified cheerleader the last three or four years trying to get rings on great teams and, and all that. Jared Dudley, a coach, just because you play in the league don't mean you need to be a coach. Now, you probably got the best seat in the house. You get to observe everything and see everything, being that you don't touch the fucking floor and you ain't touched the floor in the last five or six years. But to get an assistant coach position behind Jason Kidd in Dallas, is complete asinine. That dude is not was not a great basketball player, and he's not going to be a great coach. He need to go sit the fuck down somewhere. Now, analyst or something like that, maybe he could try. But this shows you how privileged some of these guys are being in the league. They get to take some of these jobs to, from um, more qualified people, like you mentioned the Becky Hammonds and you know other other people like that. You know, um, yeah. Nick Van X. Nick Van X. So he just got Man. hired. For the Atlanta job, and Nick Van Exel was an all-star. Nick Van Exel played with Shaq and Kobe. Nick Van Exel was a guy that could put up 35 and, and 11 assists when he was with the Denver Nuggets. Like Nick Van Exel was a real player, and he got his first assistant coaching job. So how the fuck did sorry ass Jared Dudley just walk into an assistant coach? That's bullshit. He don't need to be there. He need to go sit his ass down somewhere and be an analyst or something like the bum he is. You know, Jason Kidd had to do had to have some type of insight yeah. on it, also because he was just yeah, on the bench with him twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was like, "Hey, you know what? Just come on over here and talk some stuff into Luca's ear for me. Come over they here want, and do what want. you did for LeBron with Luca." This is a result of a bubble championship. When you win a bubble oh. championship, you think that you the shit. Right and now, you get Jason Kidd and, and Jared Dudley. Over there trying to teach Luca how to win a championship because these niggas got a little bubble championship. Your, your, entire, tone, your entire tone. I mean, I just want you to know, and the whole world out there to know, your entire tone changed. The delivery and everything. As soon as you said <laughs> bubble championship, all of a sudden the Clipper <laughs> horns came out. And he was like, We ain't getting out of the Western Conference Finals for another 30 years. But you okay. see the residual effects <laughs> of that bullshit bubble championship. It's yeah, trickling down throughout the N- NBA now. I know. You know what I'm saying? Now we have the best record. We have the best roster ever assembled. There's more. Stop it. <laughs> I, that's why. That's exactly why I didn't 
put them niggas on the docket. We're not going to talk about the Lakers in this bullshit roster. I, I refuse to. All I'm saying is they, they put in, I mean, how Jason Kidd getting in the job over like, no, ain't nobody trying to hire Mark Jackson. You know what I'm saying? The one that really put Ooh. the Warriors that really put the Warriors together. I mean, I know Penny uh turned it down and everything, but I I I if you give Penny uh a pretty penny and what he's doing and with with his team and, and everything, Memphis, why yeah. isn't Penny Hardaway in the league? I mean, what's it? Penny just got his assistant coach, um Rashad um uh, Rashad Wallace. Rashid be- Wallace. Yeah. yeah, Rasheed Wallace to be his assistant coach. What? Yes. And he was way better than Dudley. Way better. But it, it just goes to show if you got the yeah. magic hands to milk some nuts, you go far. <laughs> you For real, hey, LeBron. Man. <laughs> Jared Dudley is about to be a huge success for for uh, Luka Doncic. I'm gonna be honest with you. Luka's gonna be a yeah. huge success, and he's just gonna ride Luka's nuts now for the next five years. Right, exactly. Your nuts are a lot lighter than LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's get to this ESPN news, man. So your boy Stephen A. Smith has been thirsty. For a new co-host ever since Skip Bayless left and went to Fox to do Skip and Shannon. So Max Kellerman has been there, but you could tell that he never liked Max Kellerman because Max Kellerman, he likes to pontificate. He likes to sit there and and he likes to bring out a bunch of stats and he likes to analyze and he likes to, to just really go to the facts and the stats. Versus Stephen A. Smith that just likes to scream and talk a bunch of bullshit and flip-flop sides and have no merit to what he's saying. And it's all emotion and just bullshit. And this is why niggas will go to Skip and Shannon or niggas will watch the jump. Or this is why a a dude like Kendrick Perkins will be perfect against Stephen A. Smith. They need to bring Kendrick Perkins in. And have him because all that screaming and bullshit won't get to, to, to Kendrick. Kendrick going to brush that off and hit him with that one-two real shit. You know what I'm saying? But Stephen A. Smith basically got Max Kellerman removed from from uh, first take. So right now they just got a, a, a rotating chair of different people coming in to argue against Stephen A. Smith. You know, he has the Stephen A. Smith show on ESPN+. Plus. So Stephen A. Smith has basically just turned first take into the Stephen A. Smith show also, as Max Kellerman has officially left. And then also, who's, um, what was her name? She runs the jump. Oh, Rachel Nichols. Rachel Nichols. Rachel, Rachel Nichols. So it was some whole debacle with her during the NBA playoffs in Malika Andrews and how she got opportunities over Malika Andrews. And she came out and said some racist remarks, some bullshit. She came out and said a couple bullshit, and then they kind of canceled her, but then still let her do, like, interviews. And then now 
She's officially off of all NBA, all NBA uh, access, and she's no longer gonna be hosting the jump. So Max Kellerman's gone. He's going to radio. They got a new, and he's gonna be doing uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and yep. Max Kellerman. So now he's going to the Keyshawn and J. Will show. What? What? So. I actually really like that move by ESPN, adding Max with Keyshawn and Jay Will, because that's actually my favorite show going on ESPN right now. You know, so I still think that the things with Rachel Nichols is like, you know what, you can't, we can't cancel everybody that ha- that that makes a mistake because then there's there's no room for for judgment. There's no room. For improvement, there's no conversation to be right. had. So I get that. I, I don't like I the move that. with Rachel Nichols. But I'll say Go. this though. I say this about Rachel though. I, I get what you're saying with that. But that's not her first time doing something like that. Going back to my boy, my boy scored 50 points. Your boy Derek Rose, right? Derek Rose yeah, scored yeah. 50 points in that game, right? against a good defensive team. She did her whole segment on an allegation of his rape charge. That's all she talked about. It was like, well, yeah, Derrick Rose scored 50 points, but, you know, his whole allegation, right? So I get what you're saying, but also at the same time, I remember we had this conversation about the boy What's his name um, from Boston? Um, Paul. Um, uh, Paul, Paul Pierce. Pierce. Paul Pierce got kicked off the station for smoking weed. And now he got a job with Showtime. Okay. So if he gets kicked off the show and we were like, oh, well, you know, why he get kicked off? Well, smoking weed ain't worse than saying some racist stuff on uh, about somebody. And really? so that's my thing with her. And Max Kellerman. He did it to himself because Stephen A asked him a question. And the question that he asked him was, if you were down to the last five seconds in the game and you were at the Golden State Warriors and you had to put the ball in one or two people's hands, who would you put it in? And the two choices was Steph Curry. And it's, it's a wide open shot. Steph Curry or Iguodala? Max said Iguodala. What? <laughs> that is why he's getting kicked off the show. It's because he's saying some stuff like, what? You take Iguodala over Steph yeah. Curry? It was old. Yeah, it was back. It was back during the Kevin Durant Golden State days. Like they, you know how it goes. But you know, I'll be honest with you guys. The racial stuff, I don't even care about because there's always going to be black people making fun of white people, white people making fun of black people, or saying things that are controversial. Or you know, when your feelings are hurt, you say things that you don't necessarily mean, but it just comes across different because you're talking about the opposite race. Um, the whole Max Kellerman thing, though. Let's be honest. You know, it's only been five years. That Skip and and, um, and Stephen A haven't been doing first take together. It feels like it's been ten, but if you look it up, which I was doing while y'all was talking, no disrespect, it was 2016 that they stopped doing their show together, right? Since then, everything that's been going on at Fox has only increased, right? 
when you look at ESPN, they've been trying really hard to keep viewers because people like us who like to talk about sports, you don't have as many educated analysts talking about sports from a um, fan's perspective and a player's perspective. There's either black and white because of the statistics or it's all just banter because people like to hear people yell and scream. Stephen A. Smith is actually supposed to be doing, what is it? Stephen A. Smith versus the world. And they're going to keep doing the whole little reta- uh, revolving chair. But that's also because they don't want to show Molly. ESPN doesn't want to show women at all, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, they really don't. Like, three guys or two guys on the screen, the woman is the mediator, and they never show her close up because you don't want to put too much uh, sex selling type of, like, like, vibes out there. So Stephen A. Smith has lost a lot. I mean, there was a good six months of him uh, as a baby when that little filter on Snapchat came out when everybody looked like a little baby with a mm-hmm. little baby face. That they shit was edited, funny. They edited him against himself, right? Everything is funny because no disrespect to us, but why don't we accept the fact that Stephen A. Smith has just been jigabooing and, 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 and acting out because he has the worst hairline since LeBron James or Tory Lanez. Nobody talks about it. When he was back in the day, when he was having his own show talking to Allen Iverson and all that, he didn't he didn't bullshit and shuck and jive. He was like the realest dude on TV outside of Arsenio Hall. Right. But now you turn on Stephen A. Smith is like, oh, shit, what type of goopy dumbass shit is he going to say today? It's not even about him being, you know, it's not even about his relationships that he has with the different players anymore. It's not about the insight of him having the uh, the first little bit. Oh, well, you know. Uh, my sources told me right now that, I, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so, who do we go to for that now? Whoa. Stephen A. Smith has lost all type of value except being funny. Like he's a funny old head. He's like the uncle that we all have at barbecues that don't let him get a couple shots in you. He's going to tell you about the old times. So it's like, I think Max leveled up low key. Max was only with boxing before he got on first take. Now he's on multiple shows and he still has his own thing that they want him to do. And this contract isn't going to be ugly neither. And Stephen A. Smith is only getting 800, uh, I'm sorry, 8 million a year, no different than Skip at Fox Sports Net. So, yeah, it's sad that things are going the way it is, but I think Max actually, like, I think he won out of all of this. Max um, thought the Lakers was going to win the championship. To be fair, so. <laughs> On the the Rachel Nichols Nichols tip, it wasn't it wasn't no black people making fun of white people or white people. It wasn't that. It was. Oh no, I didn't I didn't know about it. That's why I didn't yeah. touch. Yeah, this this is what it is. You have to know in this country about the history of this country with black and white. People don't like to talk about it, but there's a history, okay? And there's a history that's never going to die because black people feel we're still treated unfairly and we're not treated on the same level. As our white counterparts if you want if people don't want to believe look up the statistics look up the pay rates across the globe look up all of that shit look up everything and you will see that it's a disadvantage so when you're going to go around and say some shit like try to hate on a black woman who is breaking into the the espn or breaking into the field and you're going to say some hating shit like oh the only reason why she got it because pretty much some affirmative affirmative action type shit you can't do that bitch you deserve to get xed off you gotta keep your damn mouth closed. You gotta share the wealth. You're everyone fuck with you, Rachel. Everyone fuck with you already. All the NBA players fuck with you. You got credibility. Just because you're not gonna cover a finals or a series, you wanna have something to say? Shut your damn mouth. 
And, and that's the thing about certain, uh, some white people. They feel entitled to everything. They don't like when they see another motherfucker, especially of color, take one of their jobs or one of their positions. I don't like that shit myself. That shit is whack. That's some hating shit, and that's whack. She should have just shut it her damn mouth. So she deserved everything she get. Fuck that bitch. So now, on the Max and Stephen A. Smith tip, I actually disagree about Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith do scream a lot. He does yell a lot. But Stephen A. Smith still makes valid points. I think everyone be mad because he's, he don't just suck off LeBron. He tell the truth. Like, Stephen A., yeah, he get a, lot, a little wild with his opinions and all that. I am a fan of Max Kellerman. I remember when Max was calling the Lakers on 710 radio. I was I used to listen to Max Kellerman on the radio every day because I feel Max is hella intelligent. He um he, he's hella articulate. He's hella smart. He does his research. He knows statistics. Max is a smart dude, and Max fuck with brothers. So you know Max ain't on no no bullshit. So as far as a person, I think Max is dope. Um, but. I think Max have got caught. Max got caught in over the years, just going with the ESPN banter instead of just coming with real, real, real facts like he used to. Like they always want to say when we and we talk about this guy because he's always talking LeBron. Oh, nine straight finals, and he's been to the finals nine times. He's challenging Jordan for a goat, and he's been to the finals nine times. Max is one part one of the dudes that started that shit, talking about second place. Never in my lot history of watching sports have we ever fucking celebrated second place like that silver medalist ever we've never done that it doesn't matter how many times you've been to the finals if you fucking lose it doesn't matter and max mm -hmm. he was part of the dudes that started that bullshit of lebron's up there with jordan because he's been to the finals nine times when he can easily pull up statistics and analytics and show you that lebron did not have competition in the east when he started the super teams those miami heat rosters those cleveland Cavaliers rosters were fought by far more talented than any other team in the East from 2011 to 2018. If you don't fucking believe me, go look. If you want to say Indiana with Paul George, Paul George. Right, we, we, we ain't going to turn this into LeBron, though. No, no, no. no I'm, 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 just, I'm just making a point. So making a point, this is where Max was on. So this is what Max was on. Max does not come with facts anymore. Max goes with the mm -hmm. bullshit banter that everybody else does. He he does that. So Is he Dudley? He, he, I, 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 he, I like Max on ESPN radio. I like Max me too, on the me, radio. Me too. Me too. As far he, as Stephen so, A, I'm I'm uh, not, I'm be, I'm be giving me like two two minutes. Max Stephen A has put in work over the years. Stephen A, A, A has built up his rapport. Stephen A, he 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 earned the right to choose who he wants to sit across from him. He makes ten million a year. And frankly, I'm not mad at a black man having that much power on a white network. I love it. Go Stephen A. Go Stephen A. And the only I, I time did, you get I, I, Stephen A I, I, to oh. go crazy is when he talks about the New York Knicks. That's the only time he goes in this little ransom spill, but even at the and end the, when he and goes the in the spill, Cowboys And the Dallas Cowboys. And when he goes my, in the spill about the my, Knicks. My, my goes, whole thing with, with Stephen A was when the whole thing came out with um, the George Floyd shit, and Max was like, yeah, man, they should protest. They shouldn't play. They shouldn't return to the season and Stephen A. Smith was one of the first niggas to come out and tell them niggas basically shut up and play. And that's for me, last year when Stephen A. Smith told niggas to shut up and play and get back to playing in that bubble and win that bubble championship, like, that's when I lost respect for Stephen A. Smith. 
And that's when I stopped watching First Take myself. And I haven't partaked in any of his content for the last year since that. So I'm not a fan. I used to be a fan. He was a huge inspiration on why we're sitting here doing what we're doing right this second. But the, the fact that everything happened and this video came out with George Floyd and the videos coming out of black men being basically lynched on, on, on social media on, on, on for the world to see and for you to tell niggas to shut up and play basketball, I can't fuck with him. So I don't fuck with Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, and he's on he's on the downturn for me, man. But we gotta move on, man, to this uh Kanye West Drake beef. So Kanye West and Drake have been beefing for like 12 fucking years, man. This shit is ridiculous. Is the, the the shit right there, man? Kanye West just shared the address of Drake's new mansion in Toronto and all hell broke loose. So how would you feel if you were Drake and a motherfucker shared your address and took y'all beef to a whole nother level? Like, you know, it, it was one thing when Drake was hinting that he fucked uh, Kim Kardashian. Kiki, do you love yeah. me? Keep going, my bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like these niggas take shit to the next level. But I think that Kanye really leveled up. And, and Kanye said that you will not recover from this one. So it seems like with the whole Pusha T beef, he was kind of hands off and he was kind of opposed to going at Drake. But I feel like the gloves is off. And Ye finna come at Drake with everything he got. He finna drop Donda, uh, 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 a gospel album. Donda is his mother's name. So he's basically going to drop a, a, a gospel album. And he's probably going to diss Drake on a gospel album. Have you ever heard of some shit like this? This shit is crazy. I, like Hip hop is crazy as fuck that Drake, probably the top artist in the game, is going to get dissed by Kanye on a gospel album. This shit is ridiculous. But, Caleb, you know, let's be honest, Caleb. Let's be honest. You know, after what happened on that last album, even if, like, say, a third of the album is, you know, gospel, Kanye is not about to put out a, an exclusive gospel album. Donna, with his mom's name on it, is just going to make sure it's something that he he he's doing this for the culture. You know what I mean? Like everybody that said that they heard more about uh, more of it than what we've heard of it, because you know nothing's able to be uh, nothing's on YouTube about it. You had to be you had to watch it live and all that. A lot of people were saying this is the best thing he's done since college dropout and late registration. Everybody's like, this is the old Kanye, not the new Kanye. Blah blah blah. Him dropping Drake's like physical address of where his house is just lets it be known that he did smash Kim Kardashian that um, a lot of the stuff that we thought were rumors are probably like accurate and their truth and is going to start coming out as him and Kim Kardashian follow through on their divorce and then also this is rap beef right he put his actual physical address on it they have locations on each other they got people in each other's camps that have put up what uh, I put a mill ticket on it. I need you to let me know where Kanye is going tomorrow and just really have something done on some Biggie and Tupac type stuff. So to me, this is all propaganda. They're not even really beefing. I mean, let's like really think about it. 12 years, 
12 years of two men being in the same industry making hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't really think this is even real anymore. I think this is a strategic play. This is a move. Drake is waiting to drop his album. You know when he drops his, Kanye's going to drop his less than five minutes later. And then it's going to be, um, who was that? Kanye versus uh, 50 Cent back in like 06, 07 or something like that. Back when it was uh, 106 in Park. He, did, he does this all the time. Kanye is a creature of havoc. He comes out with the best music when he's fucked up in the head. And most of the time, that's how he feels. And he's about to, like, shake up the game. But you heard what, what Drake said in that last song. Uh, he said 45, 44. Uh, I don't even know how old you are anymore. He said something very, very nursery rhyme where everybody's like, oh, my God, he's talking about Kanye. So what? He ain't talking about shit else. Neither is Kanye. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, we love the music. We love the content. We love to dance and shake our ass and, like, women to shake their ass, too. But you know what I mean? Like, the the actual beef behind it is not real. Nothing's about to happen. Well, at least that's what I think. Yeah. I, I, I like what you're saying, bro. I mean, if you're beefing that long and there ain't nothing really coming. Actually, and Kanye didn't even come out with that scheme. That scheme actually started with, I believe it was uh, Kevin Hart. Oh, um, yeah. No, it was Kevin Hart and Nick Cannon. Kevin Hart put Nick Cannon's at, um, phone number on, on a billboard, and he gets phone calls. So it's kind of like the same Yeah, thing. and then he sent him the llama for his birthday. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just, oh. yeah. So it's just a little whatever. Um, cool, I guess. I don't know. I can see it like how you said with the 50 Cent thing and they were supposed to beef and then 50 Cent was supposed to retire. And then on the other side, Drake was beefing with Meek Mills for a little bit, right? And then all of a sudden they started doing music together. You know, so it's just... (sighs) (laughs) And on the last note, just because you say God in your songs doesn't make it a gospel album. You gotta be a gospel artist to be so to, to, to tap artist. into that. So he had he had he had to deal with with a live nation to do that big ass tour. And you remember he had the mental breakdown on the tour and he stopped doing the tour. So he still the thing with, with Live Nation is you can only do Live Nation events. So because he can't perform unless he goes out and fulfills the rest of that contract. So what he's doing is, hey, I'm not performing any secular music. This is gospel music. This is why he went and did his church. Thank you. So that you. he can perform. This is why he's doing a gospel album so that he can perform because if he wants to go back and do regular music again, he has to go back and finish that tour and, and finish his obligation to Live Nation, and that's what he's not doing. So that's what Kanye in this church, it ain't about God. It's about this nigga finding a loophole to keep doing his shit, man. Kanye is a fucking genius. That's a genius, by the way. That's fucking genius. I I, I salute Because, man, Live Nation got a strength on the game. It was something like Trey Song signed for like five years like a hundred performances for Live Nation, and now he's stuck. He can't even drop another album because you can't tour off the album 
because you're not popping enough for Live Nation to even give you enough dates. Like, you fuck, you know, man. Do <laughs> you yeah. fuck, man. What you got, Ronnie? Um, I think <laughs> that as far as the, the, the beef thing, I think it's, 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 it's turned into goofiness. Releasing addresses <laughs> and all that other shit, that's just plain goofiness to, to get people paying attention and to get people into it. It's, it's, it's more of the evolution of hip-hop. What happened to when you beefing, you get on wax, you make a diss record, then another person. Imagine that. Imagine hearing diss records for Drake and Kanye instead of this goofy shit. That shit would be epic. I would yeah. not mind hearing this track from Drake and from Kanye. Both of them are capable artists. Both of them are lyrically nice. Both of them are geniuses. So the address thing, all that goofy shit, like, like Alvin said, that shit propaganda is bullshit. Get people to try to pay attention. Um, as far as them beefing all this time, if it was some shit on wax, like it's supposed to be because it's hip-hop, not a fucking circus, I think it would be mm -hmm. actually dope. There's mm -hmm. no doubt about it that Kanye West is a musical genius. No doubt about it. He is a proven track record, proven all these years. Same thing with Drake. So I wish these guys would just go ahead and start dissing each other on wax so we could hear some great diss tracks because truth of the truth of it is, no matter how, if you're into that type of shit or not, when you hear shit like that, I guarantee you you were paying attention to Jay-Z versus Nas at the time. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you you were into some of the old shit, you know, anytime Eminem did somebody or or all those great diss tracks that were back and forth of past be game and 50 cent. You know, that shit was exciting mm -hmm. to hear that type of shit. Those guys kept it on wax and these guys need to do the same thing. You guys don't need all this extra shit to sell records. Drake fans are going to buy Drake fucking records. Kanye mm -hmm. West fans are going to buy Kanye West records. You don't need to do all this extra goofy shit to sell records. That's just ridiculous. So, you know, I wish these guys would just keep it to hip hop, but you know, hip hop is ever changing. So, you know, I guess it is what it is. It's one thing, like you, like yeah, I said, to give up a nigga phone number, because I could go in and change my number tomorrow. But nigga, I just bought this fucking house, bro. <laughs> and this shit costs fucking millions of dollars, bro. I can't just move out this motherfucker tomorrow. Right. You get with my fucking address? Today, it might not mean nothing. I'm but sliding. a year from now, a nigga might slide on my house because they got my address from way back when Kanye posted it. We right. took shit to a whole nother level, man. And, and, and that shit right there, man, you're endangering my family. You're endangering my well-being. And I don't like that shit. Like, I'm like you said, that, 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 yeah. Yeah, they need I'm to sorry. do it like like Ronnie was saying. They need to do it like the best time to do it is right now, where you go on wax. It's the same thing mm -hmm. with um, Royce Five Nine and Lupe Fiasco. They beefing mm -hmm. right now, but what mm -hmm. did they do? They went straight to wax. Uh, yeah, so sure. so let's let, let's get to the next topic, though, <laughs> man. We got to get on this damn crate challenge, man. So that on August first, this originated where a Chicago resident. Posted himself walking on this milk crate. And ever since then, we're, we're in the end of August. This has been a viral trend. And now milk crates are popping up out of nowhere. And everybody's doing this fucking milk crate challenge. And it's crazy because, you know, black people are notorious 
for not having health insurance, even though it's illegal to not have health insurance, literally in America, where mm-hmm. black people still don't got it. But now you got so many people like uh, my wife, she sent me Blueface walking mm-hmm. on a milk crate. Like Blueface, you got you got fucking shows to do, you got obligations, and you over here doing a milk crate challenge. Like you fall off that shit, you can break your shit and look, fuck up all your money. Like, what is this this milk crate challenge, man? What's your thoughts on this shit? It's a scream for attention because more people think the world's about to end sooner than what we think. That's what I feel. I mean, it's summer, right? It's the end of the summer right now. Yaja Kenny came to my house a few times during the pandemic. He saw in my garage, I had over 30 crates. I swear to you, Caleb, I swear to you, I had 30 crates. We could have did this last year. <laughs> I gave all my crates away because I had no use for them. I had the kids jumping over them, doing uh, ski jumps and all that. I got videos I post on, on Instagram with it. But the the crate challenge is just another opportunity to show that um, everyone's more worried about going viral and getting attention online than they are about having a job, holding down a job, having a house, maybe having a car, having anything over their heads. Like, it's all about the attention that comes from putting yourself out there on social media. That's all it is. The 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 meme you have right up there for us, Caleb, with Peter Griffin, of all people. Peter Griffin he used to fall all the time. We used to laugh when he hit his knee. Ah, whoa. Pain, like misery loves company, right? How come they're making fun of the hood and we're all laughing about it? Like not every community, not every neighborhood gets milk cartons any, or milk crates anymore. People are asking, where can you even get them? Because Walmart don't just give them away. They recycle those. <laughs> like, even when I worked at Boys and Girls Club, we couldn't keep them. We had to give them back. I only kept them because we had an abundance, a surplus. And they were like, oh, Alvin, you can have it. It doesn't matter. So think about it. If I would have did it in front of my house, right, and I succeeded, I would have not went viral at all. They would have been like, oh, wow, there goes Alvin. Huh? He thinks he's the mayor. No big deal. Whatever. Let me fall. Let me fall and hurt myself. Oh, I'm the funniest, funniest, funniest light-skinned nigga next to Drake's address getting dropped, right? Like, it's all for show. It's all for show. And and here's another one. Oh, boy, that did it. I want to say he did it first, but he was the one that did it while rolling a blunt. He, like, he talked. Hey, I'm just saying. He Go. talked about it a little bit. He literally said, oh, it's all about your placement, your weight placement. So if you don't know how to balance, if you're not healthy, if you're not like physically fit, you're going to fall every time. That's why when you get to the top and you see them shaking like that, they're not even breathing right. They're hyperventilating. They're knowing they're about to fall. And they're just trying to figure out how to make the carts go this way or the crates go this way so their body can go that way. It's bullshit. Oh, my God. It's I'm, I'm <laughs> it's sad because <laughs> This world is just getting more stupid and more stupid <laughs> as time goes by. I don't. Who the who the fuck wants to risk falling like that, busting their shit all up? Like for real? Like it just example given. I know a, cu- a couple of months ago, uh, I started a push up challenge, and I got a few people to participate, but it's like. 
people aren't going to participate in anything positive or anything that's going to be that could be positive all they're going to do is criticize but you see something dumb as walking on fucking crates and falling off the fucking top of the crates and everybody wants to do this goofy shit like what the fuck is wrong with our world man what is wrong with people that shit is not popping nor is it tight i understand participating in something with some stuff substance but this shit ain't gonna do nothing but get people hurt and get people to laughing at people getting hurt like i i just don't understand that when i seen the shit and i start seeing people fall and go up there you got females walking up there on heels and shit. You, bitch, you can't even walk in heels regularly why are you trying to walk <laughs> on crates like that is the dumbest shit ever like oh i, I just got so disgusted this shit ain't even funny like i see the shit and i immediately turn like the shit is dumb as hell and it just it, it's not surprising you know it show it shows where our world is mentally because everyone participate in bullshit but as soon as somebody try to do something positive all you hear is criti critical analysis and criticizing and non-participants but if it's dumb they jump right in so i'm just done with people man people are dumb oh just so you guys know before you go yeah there's already been nine reported deaths behind this whole crate oh, challenge and gosh. it's not even on instagram oh jeez my whole thing with it i got i see it from two angles the first angle is piggybacking off of what ronnie said you got higher learning, you got focus on the future, you got the politician, you got brand of encouragement, you got four brothers pushing positive message all day long, all day long. I got a DM almost every one of my followers just to get 30 people to watch one video. Somebody falls off a cart, and everybody's sharing it out, trying to do it. And when it comes to positivity, nobody wants to put that out there. Nobody wants to share it. Nobody wants to sign up for it. Nobody wants to look at it. It's, it's dead, right? So that's the first thing. So when I look at this cart thing, I'm like, man, this is a, what the hell? This is beating me. This is like, this is what I got to go against, right? And then on the other side, how I see it is the world, this is where we're at. This is what the world wants to see. Because at the end of the day, you turn on your TV, you hearing COVID this, COVID that, COVID this, get your vaccine, COVID this. You're the reason why the world is like this because you don't wear a mask and you're like the Delta is coming out because of COVID, 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 COVID. And this cart thing came out and it got everybody's attention because you're seeing something other than the COVID. So people are like, hey, let me gravitate to this because I don't want to hear about the COVID. But my message is push positivity, not stupidity. That's real, man. That's one thing that uh, over here at Politic and we definitely for sure thought about from day one. When I first started this I was smoking and drinking and carrying on, you know, and I, I decided that, you know, it's enough bullshit out there and that I'm not going to add to the bullshit. So when I'm on social media, I do not partake in anything negative. And when I put out content, I will not put out anything negative. I'm not going to bash anybody. I'm not going to add to the sea 
in, in the world of negativity that's already out there because it's enough of that. So, you know what I'm saying? We got to add balance. And, yeah, we're going up against a, a fight that we could do all type of production. I got this shit looking like fucking ESPN. <laughs> Facts. And put this shit out and get fucking 100 views. Yeah, you, you can put all type of value in production. You can every time we fucking open, I, I make sure that the topics that I choose are educational and that is teaching you something that you probably didn't know before watching or partaking in the content. I, I, I make sure that I'm adding value to the space, but people still they want the bullshit, man. And, and you got to stay strong and be willing to not you know, give into that shit. Well, let's move on to politics, man. So we got former NFL and running back Herschel Walker, and he's running for the Senate in Georgia. So what are y'all thoughts on your man Herschel Walker running for the Senate in Georgia, man? He actually is a Trump supporter. He came out. He is actually a Republican. And if he wins this seat, it might actually swing the Senate in the state for the the, the Republican Party, which would be crucial. So it's a lot of ramifications. And I think that it's the, the Republican Party going to Georgia of all states, where it's a, a huge black demographic, and trying to use the football player to get the black votes so that they can seize the power and do what they've always done, and that's not do shit for black people. What do y'all think about? What do y'all think about this? I'm very disappointed hearing this. Um, I grew up a, a Dallas Cowboy fan, so I, I remember Herschel Walker very vividly. He was the fullback to to um, Emmitt Smith and Troy Aikman to those guys to so that dynasty, the Jay Novacek, the Michael Irvin era. He was the fullback on that squad. I remember I used to play with him on, on game day 98, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Back on PlayStation 1, you feel me? He used to truck niggas. So, you know, like, <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't do, do my research on him. I didn't know he was a Republic, part of the Republican Party when Kalen was first saying it. I I, I got I started smiling at first. I'm like, okay, yeah, brother, go do your thing. But once, once you said that he was with the Republican Party and trying to endorse Trump and all that other shit, he get a thumbs down for that. He lose. It's black that they're going to sit up here and use him to try to sway some black people, which it will work on some of them in uh, in Georgia, since there is a huge population of, uh you know, black people in Georgia, in particular in the Atlanta area. You know, I, I hate it, man. I hate it. I hope he loses. I hope he doesn't win. I hope he doesn't get no, no, uh, no wings with this. He needs to go sit his ass down somewhere, man. It's, it's ridiculous that we still have these guys like him out there you know he's a he's a man he's he's able to be who he wants to be and and believe what he wants to believe of course you know you can't take that away from him but it's just it's just sad and unfortunate and he will never get any type of attention or a vote from me period i just see it as I, i see it as i mean both sides just it's like the same game they just all right, cool. We need we need black people. Like if we haven't woken up by now to go like they just use certain people to get our votes and then they don't do nothing for you. 
nothing for you. I don't really give a damn about you. They just want your vote. After they get your vote, that's it. That's all they want. We care about you, black people, but do nothing, nothing for us. Joe, I'm still wondering why my my when I was unemployed, you stopped paying me. I got a job now, Joe, but where's my back pay? Anyway, um, but they use they use just black people that we know that we play either Madden with or, you know, you, you got the old NBA Live. They just use them. And we go, oh, yeah, we're just going to vote for them. And then all of a sudden, it just turns against us. They don't care. And they they all just use the same ploy at the end of the day, man. And it's, it's just sad. That's all I got. For real. Uh, look, at, look at Kamala. She, she's in the White House right now. She don't never get no no screen time. She don't never give no speeches. We don't even see her ass. We barely see smoking Joe as as Yajiketi would call him. We barely see fucking Joe Biden ass. And every time Joe Biden is up there giving a speech, this shit never make fucking sense, bro. Have you seen any of these Joe Biden fucking speeches? This shit never makes any sense. Like this shit is ridiculous. Like we like. We're still in the pandemic. We're looking towards another shutdown. Smoking Joe, he ain't going to be giving out no more stimuluses. He's not going to extend, you know, um, what is this, unemployment? He's not going to stop you from being evicted. He's not going to stop you from having to pay um, school loans. He's not going to do any of that shit. He gonna say, get this vaccine, get your ass back to work. This is America. And, and this is what we did. Like, you know, be careful what you wish for. I'm not a Trump advocate at all, but we got rid of Trump. We got Trump out of here, and now look what the fuck we got now. You know what I'm saying? The lesser of two evils. That's what that's what we were convinced that this will be the lesser of two evils. But Lesser is a point of view, and, I, and, my and, thing, and that's a perception. My thing is, I'm I'm like, I swear when I was in, I mean, I didn't really pay attention in school that much, but I swear <laughs> in, in, in history, they kind of sort of beat it in my head that I had to have some kind of politician, like, experience to be a president, to be a mayor, to be all those things. So I was like, nah, hell no, nah, I ain't doing all that. So me trying to be the president, forget that. I, I, I ain't doing all that. But now these people are like, you just got to have a name. You just have a name, put your name on the ballot, and then, oh, ex-football player, now running for brick. Like, dang. You got, you got, you got <laughs> Dudley, you got Dudley getting assistant coach positions, Walker, I man, I should have, I should, I should have never quit basketball. That's that's real, man. Like this shit is ridiculous, and then it, it's all to show face, man. Especially with black people, this shit is is all for face, especially in policy in politics. Like the the house, they just they just passed the John Lewis Voting Rights Act of what was this nineteen sixty five. 
So this this act was this bill was written and, and given to the House in 1965, and in 2021, the House passes it with almost every Republican voting against it, and then you know what's going to happen once it hits the Senate. The same thing that happened to the George Floyd bill. It's going to get fucking put on the shelf for another 50 years like it just was since it's, since 65. But because it got a black prominent name on it, like John Lewis, you think that, oh, black people are going to uh, feel like this is a victory. Until it's legislation, until it's law, it means nothing. So they keep passing shit in the House because Nancy Pelosi wants to keep her job. So she's doing all this shit for face so that she can still be the majority leader. And because she lost a lot of credibility by kept going at Trump. And then she's the one that tried to impeach Trump 10 times and failed. So she's trying to regain her credibility by keep doing shit like this by passing the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. This shit ain't nothing. But a fucking ploy, and you're trying to show face, and you're blowing smoke up our ass. So smoking Joe got smoking Pelosi <laughs> right, right next to him, blowing smoke right up our ass, man. This shit ridiculous. What do y'all think about this? As as you, as you just stated, you know, um, they're always passing these these acts and, and and all all of this, not but not doing no 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 taking not taking any actions behind them. Like as you mentioned with the George Floyd Act, you know, um, and part of it is us. We've always we're always accepting these uh, small victories. So we hear about something like this. Oh yeah, you know, they passed this and that or. Yeah, you know, Derek Savin got convicted of second-degree murder, Wolfie Blam. You know, we want to accept these small victories, man, and I don't accept because I know it's bullshit. Um, black people, we've met, we haven't, we still haven't been, we still haven't received reparations for things that, the, the, the things that have taken place in history, and the reason why that's relevant is because every other oppressed group has received reparations. Well, Obama gave reparations to Japan for dropping uh, dropping atom bombs on them. Mm -hmm. But they came over here on Pearl Harbor and did kamikaze pilots mm -hmm. while we was having barbecue. Mm -hmm. But they deserve reparations. But we exactly. don't. Exactly. And, you know, that's why I just look at it as it's another ploy or, or another something that will keep us satisfied here's a small victory even though they passed the act and they're not going to make it official and they're not going to act on it they passed it so that's good enough and it, the, as soon as we stop taking that bullshit is the time when they stop giving us these small victories so you know we got to stop being okay with these type of things and for those who are not aware got to start paying attention more you know so we can uh not accept these things and make each other aware of it yeah, and then like Ronnie was saying, I I used to think that it would be like, oh, once you see it, oh, they passed it. Oh, okay, it's all good. Yeah, this is great. All right, cool. But then I didn't know it had to go through this chamber, this chamber, this chamber, this chamber to it really be official. 
You know, so as people, even myself included, we have to keep educating ourselves and look past the smoking mirrors that mm -hmm. they try to feed us with and just go, okay, here's a little carrot. But everybody knows when it comes to your health, you can't just eat carrots all day. You still got to get the meat. You still got to get all your other nutrients as well. And they just feeding us little carrots, like making us, oh, okay, cool. Here, here you go. Here's a little something, something. Oh, man, it's not working no more. What do we do? Give them a stimulus check. They'll be fine with that. You know, so we got to keep we got to keep pushing that button. We can't stop. Like I unfortunately what I see is like we got we got 45 out. out right. We got him out. He's gone. He's out. We had so much energy to get him out. And now we ain't putting the same energy into the next guy like we gotta we gotta revamp our energy and like nah we ain't satisfied with this you said you were gonna be for the black people you the one that said smoking joe you the one that said well if you don't vote for me you don't like black people or whatever you said it is you're not like, black yeah you you're, you're not black i'm not black yeah. if i don't vote for you well you are in the seat what are you doing for us? Mm -hmm. So we should be putting more energy on this dude. But, you know, they can just give us all our little carrots and be like, oh, here. It's like that old Geico commercial when the dude had the dollar and he's like, oh, here you go. Oh, here you go. That's what they be doing with us. <laughs> that, that's real, man. They, they ain't going to never give us nothing of substance. So for us to sit back, and, and this is why I'm a Garveyite. And as Marcus Garvey, he came out with a movement and he said that black people will never receive solace or equality in America and that we need to re -back, go back to Africa and rebuild our own nation for you know, and, and have our own economy because America is never going to give us what we're looking for. And so... I'm a Garveyite, and I believe that, yeah, man, we can thrive, we can exist, but if we want true equality in America, that's just something that's not going to be given to us. It's going to have to be taken, and we ain't ready for no revolution. We over here walking on fucking milk crates. <laughs> like, we're going to kill ourselves with milk crates. They ain't going to have to do nothing. This shit is ridiculous. Speaking of smoking Joe, man, so Afghanistan, we've been in Afghanistan since Bush, since 9-11. They went over there to, to get rid of the Taliban and to install democracy in Afghanistan, which really means they just wanted to take control of the land so that they can take control of the resources. But what is this like? 20 plus years later, now the exit from Afghanistan is, is happening now that all the resources are going and the land has been raped. So Joe, Joe Biden starts the evacuation. And as the evacuation happens, it's a lot of people that are trying to be stowaways, trying to get out the country along the line, uh, along with, with the American troops. So the Taliban, the exact 
group or organization that we went there for in the first place to make sure it doesn't exist is now in control of Afghanistan. So everything we went over there for for 20 years to avoid is here right now. And they the rest of the United uh the rest of our uh, uh, allies told America that uh, told Biden, "Hey, we can't leave this country in the hands of the Taliban and that we need to do something about this and we need to halt on this evacuation." But Joe Biden said, "Nah, fuck that." We getting the troops out of there, and he's pushing forward with a plan to get all the troops evacuated by August thirty first. Now there are some prisoners of war. There are some people that have basically just been left behind. There's all types of stories of people, wives, children, you know, husbands that basically have been left behind in Afghanistan. Because they 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 were behind enemy lines when the evacuation happened, and there's no rescue plan for these people. Joe Biden just plans to pull everybody out that we got and keep it pushing. This shit is ridiculous, man. What is y'all thoughts on smoking Joe? Because he really smoking that dope now. Is you think you just gonna pull everybody out and just leave everybody else like fuck? And, and leave the shit under Taliban rule. Why do we go over there for 20 years if you're just going to give them the damn country anyway? Shit ridiculous. Um, as one of our, our, our uh, listeners are, are, are claiming, don't get it twisted. We're not advocates for Donald Trump. We're not saying that Donald Trump should still be here or we're not, you know, to who is it problematic, bitch. Uh, we're not, we're not advocates for Donald, Donald Trump. You're, you're getting the message wrong, okay? What we're saying is Joe Biden is not for us either, and that's very clear. First of all, the man is 150 years old. He has an <laughs> old school brain. He looks like he's about to croak at any moment. He don't be making sense when he talks at none of his press conferences, conferences or when he's able to speak. So you got to believe that the, his brain and his thought process is a little tainted. you got to believe that if he's not making sense verbally, he's not going to be making sense with some of the directions that he's taking or some of the, the things that he's putting in place, such as, for instance, you can't just pull people out like that. you got to have an end game. you got to have a plan. And this man, once again, with this bogus-ass decision, shows that he don't know what the fuck he's doing and he's 150 and needs to go retire. Like, go ahead and enjoy your last couple of years living, man, and, 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 and check out respectfully and calmly. He clearly don't know what the hell he's doing. He needs to go sit his 200-year-old's ass down somewhere, retire, and let somebody with a, um, with a young brain go ahead and run this right here. You know what I'm saying? His purpose was to beat Trump. No, no. See, that's what people are wrong. It's anything is not better than Donald Trump. Let's let's. We, everyone's getting it fucked up. No, it's not. Once again, we're not Trump fans, but to say some more bullshit is better than Donald Trump, that don't even make sense. That makes zero sense at all. Why do people have that mentality? I don't understand the, the, that. To speak, the, the, to speak on the Donald Trump thing, 
we're not saying anything about Donald Trump. What what Yajiketit and all of us are, are have been saying is that we need to keep the same energy. We need to hold Biden to the same standard that we held Trump. As soon as Trump did some shit, every time Trump made a decision and we didn't like it, we was on his ass. So mm -hmm. we need to have that same energy for Joe Biden. Every mm -hmm. time Joe Biden makes a decision that we don't like, we on his ass the same way that we was on Trump. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, there ain't no discrimination. We looking at them as equals. And the approach that we had towards Trump is the same approach that we have towards Joe Biden. We're going to see what you do. And if we don't like it, we're going to press the issue. You know what I'm saying? And and that's just what it is. Like, and I don't I, know, man. Go ahead. And yeah. at the end of it, I'll just keep my mind quick about the whole Afghanistan thing. Um, But with everybody here on the panel and everything of that nature, I don't even think Joe's pullout game is good. <laughs> so him trying to pull out of Afghanistan, I don't even think that's going to be good. I don't even think he got that good pullout game, if you know what I mean. So, Joe, if you can't even pull out now, where or you may not even be able to do it now. I don't know your sex life, Joe. But I don't think your pullout <laughs> game is even strong there, Joe. So I don't trust you pulling out the troops. That's all I got to say. That's real. That's real, man. This this shit crazy. Every day in America, this is why everybody used to wake up in the morning and go outside and get their newspaper so that they could understand what the fuck is going on in this country. And now social media and streaming and there's so much entertainment. Why is LeBron James making a billion dollars playing basketball? Because he's entertaining you. He's keeping you distracted so that they can do whatever the fuck they want to do in the background. Damn. And so stop looking for entertainment and start looking for information. Because information can also be entertaining, man. That's what we're doing here. Politic in the podcast, man. We get into it. So Let's get some shout-outs before we get up out of here, man. feels good to be back, man. Appreciate y'all brothers joining me. We finna get this shit popping, man. Get back to educating our people, man. But well, let's get some shout-outs before we get up out of here. You know, just a shout-out to the to the fans once again and to everyone paying that is paying attention. You know, we appreciate you rocking with us. You know what I'm saying? We've been at this for a couple of years now. And uh, I see all of our personal growth with our personal brands and our growth on the show. We've all had growth and we've all had uh, positive things taking place. So shout out to the to the fans and the people that are, uh, you know, posting us and watching us and liking and sharing, subscribing. You know, check out our blog spot, politicinform.com for latest articles and news and current events. You know, shout out to the whole squad. Y'all know who y'all are and that uh, we're looking forward to keeping y'all entertained and educated, you know, throughout this uh, journey on politics and the podcast. Yeah. You guys know what it is. Shout out to whole politician podcast. Shout out to Ronnie, higher learning, the whole crew. Uh, shout out to 
focus on the future with Mayor Alvin. Shout out to Brand of Encouragement, Man Things, me and my wife, Jess. And you know what? I don't got one for you guys this week. What? I don't got one for you guys this week. Come so on. I, I just let it slide. I don't, I don't got one that's coming to the brain or anything like that. So I just I just let it slide. I just let it slide. I let it slide. Week. Next week I'll be back. <laughs> I, th- I I I think the ball I think the balls was good enough. I think the balls was good. <laughs> so so I want to leave y'all with a quote, man. So it, it, I forgot I, I didn't write it down, but I forgot the author. But it basically was saying that we suffer more in our minds than we do in reality. And that's just more of a a tap into mentality is that a lot of the times we, we our, our biggest hurdle and our biggest demons are our own mind and mentality. And that's why you got the, the, the mind sensei, you guys, you get it. You got, you got motherfuckers like my boy Ronnie with, with higher learning. You got the politic and podcast. That's why we exist. Is because we understand that in this world full of negativity, you know, it's hard to fill your mind with positivity. So you just gotta shut it shut it down. Like like it's a famous quote that I use from Nipsey all the time. He says sometimes you gotta just shut down all the fun and, and grind it out. Get ugly on these hoes. So we finna get ugly on y'all hoes out here, man. We finna get to it. Politic in the podcast. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to get to it, man. We out of here.